My Dear Mildred, Part 2 Dear Mildred, Yesterday, as the day came to an end, the darkness started, I'd arrived at the first outpost, a small cabin in the marshes that marks the last, or in case my first, sign of civilization beyond the marshes. As I entered the cabin, I fell to my knees. I cried with joy. I cried as I finally arrived somewhere that was not the tower. I cried for seeing the tree line for the first time in all these many years, and I cried as I knew I was finally on my way to home to you and Hilda. This cabin is small and it offers not much beyond this single room that I am in, this table I am now riding at, the chair that I am sitting on, and a semblance of a bed in the far corner. As I look outside, the rain continues as it always has. My view is towards the marsh and, and to the endless broken branches, husks of a life that once was. Then in the far distance I see the last signs of the tower. I am close to being able to leave these wretched lands. While I feel no anger or resentment, I am overwhelmed with guilt of having been away from you, guilt that I had abandoned my place still. For all the time that I've had to wait, I long to see you and our Hilda, to see how kindly you have aged and how Hilda has grown. These ages in the tower, these years, every day it has hurt to be away from the two of you. Aside from the same messenger has come here for years, there is no soul but came. For all these years the world has felt empty, devoid of life, no other voices, no other laughs, it was only solitude. Especially throughout these marshes I have only seen death around me, Three trees and shrubs and all that once was, my armor of leather and the wood in the tower, the most vibrant color I had ever seen. This tower, even with everything around me with the space, I felt imprisoned, isolated and locked up. The monotony of it all almost drew me to insanity. But now, now I am on my way back. The messenger had been here, but he had already left, if only mere hours before I had arrived here. I'd hoped to write and give him this letter, to give him the chance to tell you how I am, to tell you that I'm on my way. I'd hoped for another chance to talk and converse. These years of solitude has left me empty. I long to see people and to, to hear them talk, to defeat this monotony and to chase away the isolation. Though to know now that I'm here where he just was already soothes me. To be here where I hadn't been in years soothed me too. I feel very confident in my travel, especially as this first leg of the journey was good. The marshes, they are a hard trek by any measure. But I was well prepared for this journey. As I wrote, I had cried at seeing the trees, the first sign that the world still exists outside these marshes. The tall trees, dark and broken, it was the first time in years that my view ended, that I'd found a place where the view would change. Oh, I cried for joy when I saw them. I can barely contain myself even now with the thought. I've spent every moment watching until the darkness was complete. For the second leg of my journey, I will start tomorrow. I will go through the trees and finally find my feet on more solid ground. Then now I make one last round to find my way forward, and then I must set my armor and clothing to dry. The fire I had started is already warm, and the cabin is too. It has been so long I took this journey to the tower. I recall it took several days, but I cannot even recall how many. The journey back, it feels alien, unknown. I do not recall when and where I will stop again. All these years I've taken those memories away from me, but I know I am on my way to you, my dear, and before long I will have my chance to see you again.
outside there was still the rain. Over the years I had wondered when did the rain start? How did the trees grow? I've heard of myths of trees that used to be green, uh, that the sky was often blue, that clouds began and ended, and that the light we actually see is from something they called the sun. I cannot even begin to imagine this. I cannot comprehend what the world would be like. I cannot imagine a world without the rain. I cannot imagine a world without these clouds. And, and though I don't enjoy the rain, this is all I have known. I wonder, I wonder what made this happen. I wonder why our world is it is today. There are things in this world that only seem to exist from a time before the rain. I've read books that speak of a world that I do not recognize. I've heard myths and stories passed down from mother to daughter, from father to son, about this old world. These stories, they, they, they have to be more than just myths. They have to be more than just fantasy. I wonder wonder where our ancestors went wrong and whether we can still create the world of old though I also wonder whether this world of old is, is even one I could recognize or one I could find my home in my dear Mildred these thoughts have raced through my mind and while I talk about wonder the melancholy of these lost times is not lost on me I will rest and I will leave in this morning I, I wish to have you in my arms but I will need to be patient. I hope, I hope to see you very soon. Hi, this is Carl, and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this narration of the story. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.